It's about legacy, yo. Oops. <laughs> That's a great way to start the show. Let's do it for real. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from New York, Joey Nochelprano. Hello, Andy. Morning. Morning. Happy graining morning to you. Happy what? <laughs> Grainy morning to yeah. you. Yeah. We're once again, we're back, baby. The dirt balls will be like, you're grainy. And then they'll all send me 50 different things. Have you thought about your camera? Yeah, I know. No, they won't. I don't think it will. We're, we're, we're good. We're, we're all good on this uh, this Monday morning. So, yeah, man. Let's uh, let's do it. Like we were just saying before the show, it's a little light time of year, but hard knock starts tomorrow. But we'll there's pull- there was pretty big news in the sports world. I, I know you didn't follow it uh, at all. Um, not a lot of people did, I'm sure, in the grand scheme of things. But pretty great outcome in the Women's World Cup. Women made it to the round of 16. I think this is a sign that U.S. soccer really turning it around. I think they're going to dominate. U.S. going to dominate soccer the next 20 years. I think it's coming. I think this is happening. He, great. I mean, come on, making that out of the group stage, playing in the round. What a what a performance! Oh wait, we only do that for the men. Women, you guys were awful. That was a dog shit performance. What an absolute fucking failure! I forgot we only give participation trophies to our men's team for making the group sixteen. They get jacked off. Well, the women the are actually good though. That's the difference, right? right? Traditionally, That's the women the kick ass, right? But but am I right? Like if the men did this, we're like, this is it. This is the sign. This is the spark that ignites the fire that is soccer in America. We did it. We made it to the group state. We made it to the knockout play. Every World Cup. If the Americans score a goal, this is it. Ten years from now, soccer players will be the biggest stars in the world. Who will Patrick Mahomes will be nobody. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I've been. And then the women do it. Literal, the women make it to the literal exact round the men's do, and like everybody's like, "Well, that's it, bunch of failures, dumb c words." Well, I, I, I think, and obviously, like I said, it, it, there should be a different bar because the women traditionally, the, the women were already good. Well, they're great. They have more World Cups than any other country. Yeah. So, like the women, the United the United States women, like I'm talking. Not just recent, like historically, have been amazing. Right. Um, so the bar should obviously be for the, the men. Man. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I even saw an article like this morning. I didn't click on it. It was how it, the, the headline, I think it was The Athletic, 
It was, it was one of those websites. But anyway, as I was perusing, looking for some stuff to discuss, it was like soccer's already here because of Messi in, in the United States. Like, yeah. like people were saying it's coming. The headline was like, it's already here. Yeah. And, and again, I, I feel like this guy came over to for like he came over at the end of his career. He's like, hey, should I just uh, dominate this league? Here's here's the the honest question I would like to actually have for for a soccer fan. If if I, I know the popularity is rising, like I'm not going to deny that it's 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 rising here. But again, here's my, the question I have for the soccer fan: What age were you first stuffed in a locker? <laughs> Shots so somewhere Majid just turned just just rolled his car into a ditch <laughs> Majid just Majid just dropped the beef nachos off his plastic fork and is staring d- deep into space and going like third grade uh, well like and he'll stay like that for 10 seconds then he'll proceed to eat the helmet full of nachos yeah I, I would ask them like at what point does soccer make it because again I've never heard anybody talk about fantasy soccer. I mean, I know it sounds stupid, but or like gambling on soccer. Like, I mean, the, I think fantasy soccer is the U.S. men winning a semifinal game. I think but, that'd be that's fantasy soccer. Yeah, true. Like, you know what I'm saying though. I, I just fantasy soccer is a game being broadcast on national television. <laughs> Welcome to fantasy soccer. I, I just I I don't know what the bar is at this point. Like, what's the bar? As far as like the NFL is the high, right? For for American, I'm not just talking what people watch as far as views. I'm talking like that's why I brought up fantasy and all the other things that come with it. And it's like if the NFL is the bar, I don't know at what point does MLS get near that. If I'm MLS, my goal is to just overtake Major League Baseball. Like that's that's that'd be a stepping stone because stadium sizes are similar, right? Yeah. The gameplay is both low scoring, although I don't know. Baseball is I haven't followed closely enough, but I feel like there's a lot of scoring this year. I mean, it's certainly not every game's not two one. Yeah. It's a soccer game. So I don't know. But uh You know what the hardest part about being a soccer fan is? <laughs> you know that old joke? I don't. You know, like, what's the hardest part about skateboarding? What's the hardest part about rollerblading? You'll have to look that one up. Is that something I just completely missed? Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't I don't know that one. How here it? we are, the women. Listen, my thing is I don't watch, I don't care, I don't whatever. Like, I'll never, I promise you, I'll never care about soccer. We could do this podcast for 40 more years. I'll be like, yeah, the World Cup, that's fun. Oh, this, you know, are they playing the kazoos again or whatever? How did Italy do? Like, I'll never fucking care. But uh, it was just, it was crazy to me. I jumped online for like a second last night and everybody was like on the U.S. Like, so the Patriots lost in the first round. It happened. They were a dynasty. Yeah, but that's more anger. People people angry at the, at the team because of their politics. Yeah, but also they just lost. Like, I mean, how how ludicrous would it be to blame? But, but my argument that is, on people anything. really don't. Here's the thing: people actually don't care. They're acting like they care because of politics, right? Right? Because of 
what is it Megan Rapino? Sure. Yeah. I don't know. She she's I mean, I, I think she's she fought she fought for equal pay, which we all know is like I'm not like I, you know, I'm I I would consider myself a very liberal guy. Like that's uh, that's economics. That's not social warfare or whatever. But she also, you know, was she was very uh adamant about like transgender athletes playing and people were like, whoa, whoa, you want you want someone who's born biologically a man playing in your in your sport. Well so, if you if you're a big US national team fan, I bet you're wishing there was a couple dudes on the team. Uh, 100%. Night, right? Like <laughs> what are we talking about? But but that's that's all I'm saying is like I think people are Lionel so... Messi in a fucking wig goes full ladybugs and runs the table. <laughs> ladybugs. R.I.P. Hey, uh, hey uh, look at Messi out there. I mean, uh, Missy. Look at Missy. Oh, that's a good-looking haircut you got there. Uh, Lionel Missy. Missy Lionel. It's good Rodney Dangerfield. That's a new dirty sports one. Oh. Missy. Get tackled in the box. No respect. Who died first? Lionel or not no, Lionel? Brand. What was his Jonathan name? Jonathan Landis. Jonathan Landis. Or... For sure died first. Before Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. And soccer in America died before both of them. <laughs> <laughs> soccer in America was aborted. Now imagine just just literally booked a flight to find you. Now now the uh now the uh the conservatives are mad because soccer was aborted. <laughs> Soccer was never, <laughs> soccer was never birthed in America. They they murdered it in the womb. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you what. Like nobody's gonna even talk. Like that was yesterday, right? Nobody's even gonna be talking about this tomorrow. Like the the one I didn't. I I actually didn't. I just followed. There's a lot of uh, people I follow on uh, social media, like friends uh, that are like big soccer guys, and so. You know, like our old buddy uh, from Rabbles, big soccer guy. Our old buddy Andrew's a big soccer guy. Imagine's a big, big soccer guy. A lot of big soccer guys out there. And I really didn't see the uh, the like political backlash uh, posts. The only one I saw was somebody being upset that like Joe Biden congratulated them, like on a good run. I'm like, I think that's pretty standard. I think they could have lost in the first round, and the president still usually does. Congratulate! Hey, congratulations on a great run by our Olympic team, our World Cup team, or whatever. They're like, ah, woke politics. Congratulating losers. Well, like I said, I think people were like, like conservative people who were so mad at the team were rooting against. Like, I'm not normally rooting against the U.S., but like, whatever. I again, right, I don't really right, care. Right. I didn't right. pay attention. The The truth is there was I'm not usually rooting against the country, but one thing's for sure. When the country doesn't does something I don't like, I will turn my, I'm a traitor. Have we thought about storming the U S national team <laughs> facility today? I, I did. I did think about watching like, like one night. No, no lie. I, I turned it on and I had a moment. I was like, is the game on? And it wasn't on. I was like, if it's on, I'll, I'll put it on for a second. But there, there was nothing on. Did you check HGTV? No, I don't even know what channel it was on. I don't honest. know what channel it was on either. I think yesterday's game was on at 5 a.m. 
Yeah, it was early. Dude, NFL season. They do six AM. The 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 London game starts at six AM. I missed the first half. I missed the first half of Giants Packers this past season. Well, six AM's early, man. I when I when I used well, to Well five AM for women's soccer is like if I mean I think it was two AM even in Pacific time. It's then, five AM here. Yeah, then you just stay up. Th- that move the six nine games, you turn the game on if you're in California, and then you, you basically fall right back asleep watching it. Right. But like, I mean, it's it's here, right? Hard knock starts tomorrow. Love it. The Hall of Fame. The inductees were this past weekend. Canton's a dump. I, I'm just gonna say it. Like, I've been a few times, but like if anyone's been to the NFL Hall of Fame, it's just there, there's I've never where, been to where is Canton in in uh relation to you and Cleveland? It's, it's and, northeast, it's right by Cleveland. It's right by Cleveland. So it's like that northeast corner. So like I don't know how far. I don't know if it's within forty five minutes, hour, thirty minutes. Of Cleveland. Yeah. But like opposite side of the state. But like I don't know. The the football hall of fame is just it's not I assume baseball's is way cooler. The football one you just you walk in and it's it's actually not that big. Remarkably, I've never been to Cooperstown. Can you believe that? I can't believe that. Yeah. It's just something like with my I told you, you know, my parents not real big sports fans, but it's something that's amazing that like when I turned sixteen, I didn't just like get in the car one summer day and go, like, we're going. How far would that be? It's like two hours. Oh wow. Yeah. It's not that far. I didn't realize it was that close. Close. But this year's induct like there's no this year's inductees all, you know, great players. They're Hall of Famers, but Nobody that like I have personal, Rondé Barber, Darrell Revis, Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, Demarcus Ware. As far as like that we saw play, yeah, all great players, all great players. I wouldn't have expected Rondé Barber to be a Hall of Famer, but I'm sure statistically it stacks up. He had uh, uh like a shit ton of interceptions, right? Well, he also had, where was it? He, he, you know what he had? He, yeah, he had a lot of interceptions, but, well, he's the only player. He, well, here's a couple of stats. I'm just clicking on his Hall of Fame thing. Only player in NFL history with 45, recept, 45 interceptions and 25 sacks. Like, that's an interesting stat. Yeah. Right? He's Absolutely. Getting, but he also had, uh, he had a lot of touchdowns. Where was it? I don't think it's in here. Um, I don't, I don't see it, but like what's had- amazing about the NFL, cause it's like the NFL is such a, the, the NFL hall of fame. It's really, I mean, to steal one from our boy, it's about legacy, yo, but like Rondé Barber's in for how much he did over the length of a big career. Whereas every second they were in the league together, Tiki Barber was a bigger star than his brother. Like Tiki Barber, if you were in a room with Tiki and Rondé, like the cameras are on Tiki. Yeah, well, he's a running back. Yeah, but also he was just like, I mean, he he probably peaked out as a better player, but we you go back to the running back thing, it's like such a short window. 
Well, we talked about that, right? If if you want to be, if you want to have the longevity, and and they're they're actually they are the poster child because they're twins. Yeah. yeah. One decided to play cornerback, and one decided to play running back. One's in the Hall of Fame, and one had a pretty one short has more money. <laughs> I wonder who made more in their NFL career, though. That's a good. That's a good number, right? I mean, it had to be Rondé, especially with the numbers going up as you as people continue to stick around. I gotta assume some of later years were like money that Tiki made in his prime. Let's see here. All right, so Rondé earned Rondé, according to Spotrack, Rondé Ruther. Rondé Ruther. That's gonna be the next. It's gonna be the next uh, Ruther burner account. Rondé Ruther. He earned forty-six million in sixteen seasons. Yeah, dude, he played sixteen years. Tiki. No way he made that much. Zero percent chance. See, I don't get why Spotrack sometimes just doesn't list. Oh, here it is. Career earnings. Yep, you're right. Not even close. 25.3. Yep. In how many years? 10. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there it is right there. There it is right there. Be a be a corner. I mean, it's true. Like, if, if th- this is prime evidence, if, you, if you're – obviously, they both have that great skill set. I mean, you can't, yeah, like it, uh, like you said, this you couldn't even draw up a better experiment. Are you guys are the same height, the same weight, you have the same face? <laughs> when do you go be a running back and when do you go be a cornerback? See who makes more money and who gets into the Hall of Fame. And one has a does Tiki doesn't have a ring, does he? He's not. He was no. on that Giants team. No, he's 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 famously not on that Giants team because he said Eli Manning wasn't a leader, and the Giants put him in a rocket ship and fired him into the today show. And then he got fired there. Yeah. For like sexting a sorority girl, I think, or like dating a sorority. I don't even think he was sexting. I think it was like consensual dating of like a Asian co-ed. I don't, I don't remember him saying that about Eli. It was like, it was a very, yeah, it was like a very famous thing. Like, I just don't think he's a leader. He's not a leader in our locker room. And then Eli was like, uh, guys, what what do you say we throw him the fuck out? And the whole team picked him up and threw him out by his boxer shorts like he was DJ Jazzy Jeff out of the mansion. <laughs> and he's like, how's that for leadership? And then they win a Super Bowl the next year. The next year. The next year. Yeah. I mean, that is pretty crazy. Yeah, that was a mistake. But also, that was, if you go back... If you look at it before that also, that was a real big turning point for star running back versus quarterback running back by committee. Ahmad Bradshaw, Derek Ward, Brandon, Brandon Jacobs. Jacobs. Yeah. No one making fuck that the, the, the three of them got a, a, a large pizza to split as a paycheck for the year. <laughs> and they won the Super Bowl and everybody's like, should we not pay running backs? That was, though. You're right. Giants got better when they got rid of Tiki. They did get better. Addition by subtraction, 100%. Yeah. They did get better. The, well, the, well, they just, the all-around team got better. 
Yeah. So Rondé was a Hall of Famer. Throughout, I mean, Darrell Revis was a stud for a while. Yeah. Dude, Revis Island? I mean... Darrell Revis was the most lockdown corner of my lifetime besides Deion Sanders. I agree. Is there somebody we're missing though? As far as consi- as far as consistency and did it for a while, like every once in a while, somebody would come in and flash in the pan for like a year or two. For a year or two, and you'd be like, Patrick Peterson's the new, and you're like, okay, he's fine, he's good. Oh, oh, what's the what's the dude that was the Jaguars, uh, uh, Rams, Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey. Oh, Ramsey, it goes so quick. Dion and Revis were the only guys who were locked down quarters for like fucking like five straight years they're just like you don't throw at them well i remember the whole i don't know if you remember mark sanchez jets team when they played the Bengals. like ocho cinco at that time was arguably top three receiver like he got nothing he got like eight yards in that final game in the regular season and then they played in the playoffs And, and the follow you around guy oh yeah and that's the thing. Terrell Revis doesn't have that many career interceptions. Because they didn't throw the ball at him. Exactly. I mean, they they never threw. You just couldn't throw at him. Joe Thomas was just a boss, and he never even played a playoff game. That, I mean, that that's... That's got to suck for him. He played an NFL <laughs> record. They're like, they're like, uh, I hope you enjoyed Cleveland. Um, can we interest you in a short bus ride to Canton? He's like, get me the fuck out of Ohio. So here's a crazy stat. Two crazy stats for Joe Thomas. I knew he had the NFL record 10,363 consecutive snaps, which is insane for someone of that size. He only allowed 30 sacks in his career. That's bananas. 11 years. You have 30 sacks. Dude, you're you're allowing less than three sacks a season. Yeah. Now, now Zach Thomas is an interesting one. Did you Mo- watch the Hall of Fame induction? No. Oh, they showed Zach Thomas's wife, who apparently he met when she was six. Like, Zach Thomas is like, we've been married 20 years. I love our kids. They cut to her. She's 18. I'm like, did you pre-order a wife? <laughs> is it like the new fucking Tesla like uh, wagon? Like, did, were you like, I'd like to get this when it comes out? She's young. He changes hair. Oh, yeah. I mean, he changed it from his playing days. Remember, his, remember that butt cut? Yeah. Would you call that a butt cut? What was his hair? He, that, that thing down the middle, you know? Yeah. His wife. He's, they've been married since 2006. That's what I'm saying. That is hilarious. They showed her. I was like, okay, there's his daughter. Where's his wife? And they just kept going back to her. I was like, wait, that's his wife? <laughs> I guess I didn't realize how good he was. I mean, obviously, I he's knew he was really good at the time, but to make the Hall of Fame. He's one of those guys where you're watching him play. Like, the, the, the middle linebacker position is another one where it's like these guys come in and they're so good for a minute. But, like, also the middle linebacker game has changed. 
There's not that guy anymore. No. Yeah, first team all pro five times. Five because times. like lining up in an I form and like running off tackle and having Zach Thomas meet that first guy in a hole and just like ruin his life and then still make the tackle, you just don't see that anymore. Yeah. It's all like it's if you have a lead blocker, it's all like some trickery, this guy pulling, this like tight end coming in motion, this some guy coming off the edge, like it's all like leverage and angles it's never like hey the play is you're gonna get the ball and then they turn to the guy next to him whose career will last one and a half seasons and they're like you're gonna get cte trying to get into zach thomas's way (laughs) he's like oh do what and they and they and to make them feel better about it they'd call them shit like ironhead they'd be like come on (laughs) ironhead you can do it Oh, you're right. I could do it. I got iron head. They're like, come on, Anvil. <laughs> are you hammer? Are you the hammer or are you not the hammer? Oh, I guess bad. I'm the hammer. That's funny. So does that make Zach Thomas the nail? Oh, you're about to find out in 30 seconds that you are, in fact, not the hammer. You are <laughs> the nail. We, we, for, we might have forgotten somebody I see in the comment section. What about Champ Bailey, lockdown corner? Champ Bailey, Champ Bailey was locked down for a hot minute, like longer than longer than more of those flash in the pans. Champ Bailey, like Rob Woodson, was great though because then he transitioned, right? Didn't he? Didn't he move around? Didn't he move to safety? I don't remember. I just remember him being a corner. Well, he was. He was. He was for sure. Uh, really good. Uh, well, that was a huge, that was a, remember that trade Broncos, yeah, for Clinton Portis. Yeah. And then DeMarcus Ware, who just, again, I think, again, like we said, kind of longevity, but, you know, he's got first team all pro four times. He's got all those sacks, 138 sacks. Yeah. As a giant fan, DeMarcus Ware belongs in the Hall of Fame. That dude wreaked some havoc, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he was a beast. And then he gets a ring with Denver, right? Yeah. On that on that great defensive team. Yeah, it's great. So it's like deserved, he leaves. Well deserved. I mean, what could yeah. be better? You leave Dallas. A, yeah. You go to Denver on a team that wins by their defense. Yeah. He had a couple big plays in that Super Bowl. Oh, dude, he was a beast. I think he went to let's see if I'm correct. Let's say he went to Troy. I believe that's correct because Michael Strahan also went to Troy. No. Yeah. I, I think he went to Texas. Oh no! You know who went to Troy was uh, OCU Manure. Him and Demarcus Ware were playing in the league at the same time in the NFC East. Both crazy good pass rushers. Both Troy, Troy. State. Yeah, Michael Strahan went to Texas Southern. Right. Yes. Uh, uh, OCU Manure went to Troy. That is crazy. I did a show there once. Troy. <laughs> Dude, I did a, I did a, I did a, I flew down to. Uh, if Troy is it Troy University, is it, it was Troy, Troy State. Col- I think Troy it's State. not Troy. What's that? Troy. Yeah, I think it's just Troy now. If their mascot isn't the guy from Goonies in the varsity jacket and a visor, <laughs> I don't, I don't ever want to go there. It's, it's a. Uh... If everybody doesn't go to games dressed as that Troy, knock it off, Troy. It's a Trojan, I think. Yeah. 
Dude, it actually, should be, I, it should I, be like how. Do you remember how Ole Miss started using fucking Admiral Akbar for a minute? Yeah, the Rebels. Yeah, it's got like, dude. Let let me start this right now. If we have any listeners who are currently students or alum at Troy, Troy from Goonies needs to be your unofficial official mascot. Yeah, let me tell you. Let me tell you about Troy, Alabama. By the way, I flew into I think Birmingham. This was, this was like a fraternity show, but it was further. It was like in a auditorium on campus. It was actually a really good turnout. But anyway, I want to say this is like 2010 ish. Get dude, you're not gonna you're not gonna guess which comic I went down there with. No way you guess. Theo Vaughn. No. So this uh, is like 2009. I'll give you two. I'll give you two more guesses. Think. I'm trying to think of people who ran in your world. I'm assuming that they're now like relatively big. No, 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 no. It's no, not like it fell you know, off. Yeah, it's 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 they're I gone. I, I, I don't know what they're doing now, but it's not one of those guys who who I did do some of these shows with. That's like huge now. Like Andrew I'll never Santino, get Sandy Danto. Wow, Sandy Danto's a regular at the Comedy Store. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's not yeah. like so. So we went we went to Troy. That's an amazing guy to bring to Alabama, though. Oh, he's great. So so we go down to to Troy and we fly in. So let me we, let me hold on before you start. How does this work? Where are you? You're at like Westwood Bruco, and then you're like, "Hey, Sandy, you want to come to Alabama with me?" Yeah, he was just somebody I like at the time I was hanging with. You know, yeah. you know how like at the time you just like you go through. Yeah, it probably was something like Westwood Bruco. Oh, and you know what he used? You know what he used to do? He used to he used to be. On a ser- serious National Lampoon used to have their own. Th- th- this is how crazy Sirius XM used to be. And I think this was just XM at the time, right? Because people forget there was Sirius right. and there was XM. They had their own National Lampoon channel. So National Lampoon was headquarters on Sunset. Did you know this? Yeah, my manager used to work there. Yeah, that's right. So exactly. So I did a few guest spots on a few radio shows, and then I got to know him because he was on a radio show out there. So it was one of those things. And then, you know, you know him in the comedy world. And at the time, he was always opening for Pauly Shore. Yeah. And I thought he was funny and he was ridiculous. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, hey, man, you want to come down to uh, Troy, Alabama with me? You were like, hey, man, uh, any chance you can get the weasel to come to Alabama <laughs> with me? And he was like, no, but I'll go. And you're like, works for me. So so we go down there and we uh, we stayed. We stayed at this the fraternity like some of these older guys in the fraternity they, they had their own house so they're like yeah we got you know we got more than enough room so you know back then of course i'd always do that we stayed there big troys <laughs> but sandy's hilarious sandy sandy brought weed down there and you, you know how he brought it he had he had a good system to get through tsa he put it in his deodorant he put it under a big thing of like creatine so like you know there's the powder in the container terrible method (laughs) i just like to point that out they see that on x-ray they're like oh well that's suspicious as fuck and and he put yeah he put the weed like in a little ziploc bag or or no maybe maybe it wasn't creatine maybe it was baby powder it was something like that though yeah it was baby powder or not baby you know it was gold bond yeah and that's how he smuggled his weed um, and then, yeah, we did the show and we stayed down there an extra night cause they were doing it. T- ironically, 
because they'd always used to call him like Belushi up at the comedy store. They were doing a toga party the next night. So we were like, ah, let's let's stick around an extra night and go to this uh, toga party with this frat. And I'm sure I have pictures there. And I, and I like like we went in full togas. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the the thing I always remember, last thing about this trip was the house we stayed at. You know, like classic Southern dudes, and like the one thing I remember just is how cheap everything was. Like, you know, it's fucking bumfuck Alabama, but. In the house, there was like this flaming gay guy in the fraternity, but he wasn't out. Right. And Sandy and I could not stop laughing. And, I, and I'm and i not exaggerating. I mean, he was like, what do you guys want to drink? And he was so flaming. And we're like, uh, I know you can't be out of the closet in South Alabama. But right. like. This coat, like guys, yeah. are we are we uh, are we not noticing this? Like, oh, you guys have bottoms on your togas? I didn't know that. I didn't think that. I thought it was like a sash. This is so crazy, dude. He was literally well, like, that. Uh, I don't have any more material, so I guess my cock's just out for the rest of the party. <laughs> I love these fucking toga parties. I mean, it was like that, and you're just like, uh, is 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 nobody gonna address this? Everybody's watching the the uh, Troy game. They're all in the stands, rooting on the you know Troy Trojans. He's like, "Who do you think has a bigger dick, Demarcus Ware or Osi Yamanura?" <laughs> he was one of those guys where Jasper, I think it, go get beers. <laughs> yeah, I think if you said to one of the guys in the frats, like, "Yo, dude, don't you think Jasper's gay?" They'd be like, "No, he's not gay. What are you talking about?" Yeah, yeah. like, dude, he literally just sucked me off. Like, I think he's gay. You'd say it to this day, and they'd be like, no, what are you talking about? I'm not gay. So, like, uh, I mean, we're just saying, you know, Jasper became a senator and then got arrested <laughs> for tapping his shoe in an airport bathroom. He was suck- he, they literally caught sucking off an intern. But he's just on the road a lot. I mean, he works really hard. <laughs> Jasper is a youth pastor now. They're like, what are you talking about? Oh, oh 100%. Yeah, he works with- what are you talking about? He works with kids. Anyway, I got to go to a fucking rally to make sure drag queens don't come to town and touch anybody. <laughs> is Jasper coming? No, Jasper is going to be spending the whole Sunday in a small windowless room with a bunch of young boys teaching them about the Bible. I love how his name's Jasper, too. <laughs> yeah. wasn't, that, wasn't that one of the... Uh... The racist redneck names in the Chappelle show sketch where he's the black. Probably. I, I think where he's the black uh, white supremacist. Yeah. I, I think one of the other guys like Jasper, go get my truck. <laughs> so I wanted to bring up something. Um, since we're talking NFL and nobody's really talking about it. And Bengals fans might not like this. And I, Uh-oh. I, I just, here's the thing. The longer this burrow on, unsigned contract goes on the more i'm like hmm it's the Bengals. it's a well also issue. i mean i don't i know I'm, i feel like we're gonna get a angry call from randy ruther and ronde ruther at this point <laughs> but um w- wasn't the whole offseason talk joe burrow Telling reporters he's going to take fifty cents a year. Oh yeah, so that the so that the <laughs> they can sign whoever they want. Joe Burrow has told the Cincinnati Inquirer that he's going to take 
$5 for every catch that T. Higgins gets and call it a contract. Well, that's why I'm bringing it up. Everybody had this overly. And then he went and then he went down for that that snap, and then they were like, and Bengals fans were like, "Oh, I heard he's, I heard his calves hurt because he cut out part of it and donated it, and and he's just going to use that money as his contract for the year." So we all know how delusional Reddit is. Yeah. So like, I popped over it the other day, and it's just. Every like diehard, and then Bengals. somebody's in there, and they're like, "I'm concerned about the Joe Burrow contract." And somebody under these is like, "Yeah, I mean, I I'd be concerned too, but I think this means he's playing for free. <laughs> I think this means he's not. To, I I think the reason he hasn't signed a contract is he doesn't want a contract. He doesn't need a contract. He's just willing to show up and play for the love of the game. Well, that's the thing. Every delusional Bengals fan. And if I see this one more time, it does, it's not just Reddit. It's on social media. They all say the same shit. Anytime somebody brings up the history of the Brown family and the Bengals, they've always paid their quarterbacks. They've always paid their quarterbacks. So like, that's always the go-to argument is that they paid Palmer. They paid Have they Norton. ever paid a quarterback the most annual salary that anybody's ever gotten? Cause I'm pretty sure that's what Joe Burrow was angling for here. Exactly. So my, my thing is this. I'm not saying it's not going to get done, but look, all the other dominoes have fallen. They they put themselves, I would argue, in a worse position by not signing him before Jalen Hurts, before Lamar Jackson, before Justin Herbert. Now he's going to command the most, deservingly so, because of those guys, only Jalen Hurts has been in the Super Bowl, right? And And Burrow's done it for a couple more years at a higher volume. All I'm saying is, if I'm a Bengals fan, I'd be a little concerned. Everyone's acting like there's no concern. Also, they're signing guys before Burrow, which to me, I don't know, what do you think, Joe? Is counterintuitive. Like They just signed Logan Wilson, who's a really good linebacker, right? So same draft class. That draft class, they, they nailed their first three picks. It was Burrow, T. Higgins, Logan Wilson three staples on this team the last few years. But my point is you just signed Logan Wilson before, before Burrow. Now you're going to look at Higgins and Burrow. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't think there's any concern whatsoever. Obviously I don't think he's going to hold out this year or anything yeah, like that. No, I'm not and, saying I obviously, that. and and I guess the concern is, and, and it's not a concern for me. Who's not a Bengals fan. I guess the only concern if you're a Bengals fan is looking like a fucking idiot that you spent your last two years on Reddit or Twitter or wherever saying like Joe Burrow team friendly. You can take 21 million a year. He's like, whatever Danny Dimes gets, that give it to me. Like it, like there's no concerns because they're gonna pay him. They obviously have to pay him. The only way they contend is if they pay him. But like, he's gonna get fifty five million plus a year. Yeah, well, exactly. They're gonna pay him. But again, my thing is how this has been handled. I, yeah, I, I think, guess the concern could be like in the next contract. Yeah, well, I just think everybody in Cincinnati has these rose colored glasses and I understand because of, of recency, right? It's like they somehow forget before Burrow. He's from Ohio. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a popular one. He's from Ohio. He's guess gonna... who's guess who else is from Ohio? LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think, I think that I think if you're, 
uh, a Bengals fan, that would be your concern. Your concern would be, let's say they give him five million or five years, three hundred million, and that and four of those five years come and go, and he still hasn't won a Super Bowl. Then all of a sudden, is it? I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Yeah, like I've generational wealth. I want to win. I love Ohio, but like not that much. I don't think it's better than Miami. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's better than New York. I don't think it's better than L.A. I don't think it's better than this place. I don't think it's better than New Orleans where I went to college. You know, like I don't think it's better than like I could see him then going like, listen, we had our window. We gave to us like the idea that anybody, anybody at anywhere isn't like I want to go I have generational wealth I prove myself I want to go win dude Tom Brady left the Patriots Peyton yeah. Manning left the Colts it's true Phillip Rivers left the Chargers you know like it's happened to everybody Aaron Rodgers left the fucking Packers Yeah, I, I just I think the the again the the vibe of everyone has just been wrong, and also you have to keep bringing up the history. It's like guys, you I mean, when I I was actually texting Randy Ruth with this, and I'm not even making a joke here. When you see the Bengals training camp with the highway in the background and like a fucking power plant, it's it's like guys straight up. I'm not even saying this jokingly. My high school, which has a lot of donation money, might have better facilities than Bengals training camp. My fucking high school. Like, their bubble literally is been inflated. Like, it's a bounce house. Yeah. I- I'm just saying, like, all- Burrow changed everything 100%. But the idea that it's like, it's the new Bengals. But but that guy's still alive. Mike Brown's still alive. It's... It's and 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 when you say that the new Bengals are just Joe Burrow, that's the new Bengals, a hundred percent. Because we've seen it, right? Like you said, we've seen it. Look what Peyton Manning did. Look at Tom Brady. It's like you've seen what a quarterback will bring to a franchise that's been down. It, it's that much of a game changer. But the idea that that just it, that that didn't change ownership. So right. I think it'll get done. They have to pay him. But again, I think maybe this wasn't played out right. But the longer it goes on, that it, like it's just, I said, I, th- I think I think if there was any concerns with this, it's that maybe this is has an effect on the next one because he's getting paid this time. Sure. And and look, they'll obviously be a great team as long as he's playing quarterback and as long as he's healthy. But yeah, the and notion you can that, say that, and you can say they'll always be a great team, but like, dude, the NFL's weird, man. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, who knows? They'll be a great team. They paid Higgins, right? They're gonna have to pay no, Chase. They, they haven't paid Higgins yet. They haven't paid Higgins yet. I don't think they're going to, to be honest. And, and to me, that was a big misstep if I was them. His value has never been higher. I would have 100% traded him at the draft because he would have got a first-round pick. He would have. Trade him for a first-round pick and just keep redoing that and then pay Chase. That's what I would have done. I, I just 
and that's my point about as far as the history of them not making the right moves with their players. I'll give the Bengals credit. They've drafted very well. They, they've held on to guys too long. Recently. Recently. Like A.J. Green, they held on to him. They gave him $18 million that final season. Yeah. He was already washed. That's my point. Like, you're holding on to Higgins. I'd trade him. I would have traded him. Anyway, don't expect a discount. That's all I'm saying. And it's crazy to think that he would take a discount. And also, I love, like, the hometown discount. Like... He's from Athens, Ohio. It's I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I'm from Katona. I like New York. Like if I was playing in Buffalo, they're like, he's from New York. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about this place. Yeah. I don't give a single fuck. I mean, look guys, and, and I see this in the comments. It's like, he hates Cincinnati chili. Like, like that's all you need to know. I mean, hates it. That's all you need to know about Burrow. Yeah. Like he's not a brainwashed Ohio guy. He's seen he's seen other parts of the world. LeBron went from Akron to Cleveland. Then he got in the NBA for a couple of years. He's like, have you guys been to Miami? <laughs> have you been to Miami, Florida? And his like his like boys that won all the state championships are like, nah, dog, what happens down there? He's like, bro. You remember that chick in school? You remember Diana that we all went to high school with? They're like, yeah, hottest chick of all time. He's like, she's gross. Turns out she's really gross. <laughs> she's fucking disgusting. And they're like, what are you saying right now? He's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't spit in her food. They're like, what are you saying? Diana's the hottest girl ever. He's like, no, dude. I was on a boat in Miami last year. If Diana somehow came out of like the mop closet while the boat was already out at sea, they'd have thrown her ass in the ocean. And they'd been like, well, gross bitch overboard. <laughs> See, I thought you were going to go different angle with that. I thought you were going to say, remember Diana from high school? There's thousands of her in Miami. No. Like she no. was the hottest girl. No. It's fucking gross, dude. <laughs> she didn't even compare. They wouldn't even let her in Miami. That's why she's still fucking in Akron. Actually, you are right. It's kind of eerily similar. It was like, he's staying. He's from here. And he was like, bye, bitches. And then he came, obviously came And then back. everybody's like, you fucking traitor. And he was like, I just, like, LeBron should have just said, y'all need to get out of Ohio and you will understand. Meanwhile, Joe Burrow was at Baton Rouge. Joe Burrow was in the SEC. Going all those places down there, seeing all those girls. Yeah. They're like, you've been drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals. He's like, you motherfuckers. I mean, it's like I've always said. His his him and Jamar Chase and all those guys, like their facilities got significantly worse from college to the NFL. Which uh, is hilarious. Speaking of, that's a good segue to talk a little college since last episode. The realignment went next level, and we can officially say the Pac-12 will probably cease to exist. There now, is I don't know how all this works. So, so is this just for football? It's a good like, question. How does this affect all that other stuff? Right, the big money... 
generator football. Second of that is men's college basketball. Right. So I don't know. So Oregon and Washington are going to the Big Ten. And UCLA and USC are already in the Big Ten? They will this is the last season of the Pac twelve. And those teams As will we compete know in the Big Ten in basketball? Correct. So I've read a lot of articles to kind of get up to date on this. And that's, those are all the questions. How does this affect? I saw a great uh, point by somebody. And, and this is what I, I agree that they should do. He says, he said with Oregon and Washington going over there, they should just also welcome Cal and Stanford. And then they should split the big 10 into two different divisions the Big Ten and the Pac-10, and then their conference championship game should be played in the Rose Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. He's like, it just makes too much sense. Oh, that's funny. Well, that's the thing. If you play on the men's or women's tennis team for UCLA, are you going to have to travel to Rutgers? To Maryland? To Penn State? Like, how? Let me ask you, how did the Big Ten do this? Because, like, of all the, when you go back, when you, I know this is going to trigger some Midwest fucking dickheads. I know that. But you have Michigan, Ohio State in football, right? Yeah. If you go back to our glory days of cross sports, meaning, you know, College football, college basketball, a little bit more, maybe like say college baseball or whatever. Um, the Big East used to be a big thing. The ACC used to be a big thing. The Big Twelve was a big thing. The Pac twelve, Big Ten was like, uh, oh, Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame plays a lot of those teams. But like, you're like Illinois, Purdue, like, like, does anybody watch any Northwestern? Does anybody Penn watch? Been good. Penn yeah. State, but Penn State back in the day was shit. Remember? They went through a pretty tough run for a while there. Well, I mean, I think they've traditionally been good. Like, well, here, here's an issue. It's funny you say that. I read an article. Uh, I read an article in the Athletic, which I actually really liked. And like, so I could, I could just sense boomers leaving the comments angry. In the analogy, I think it was Dana O'Neill. I think it was her who wrote it. And her analogy of conference realignment was a storm's about to hit a big snowstorm is about to hit your town. And she's like, everybody goes to the store and they load up on eggs and milk. And she's like, actually, that's a terrible idea. If there's possibility you're going to lose electricity. Yes. Stock up on canned goods. That, that was her analogy. And she's like, the analogy is with these conferences is they're, they're all loading up on eggs and milk. They're adding teams and teams, but they're not, her point was, are you actually getting better? I thought this was a great point from a competitive sports-based. And then she brought in the Big East. She goes, the Big East, the realigned Big East, has 11 teams, I think. She goes, three of the last seven NCAA titles have been my Big East teams. In football? In basketball. In basketball. But her point like, was, um, so, so she brought in yeah. basketball, because that was her point. Her point so was Villanova. And, and UConn. Right. So, so between those two schools, but the Big East is really good, right? And her right. argument was it's only 11 schools, and most of them are small Catholic schools, but it's a great conference for basketball, right? 
And her argument was the Big Ten has not won an NCAA title in 23 years for basketball. So her point was like, are you actually getting better in even like football? Like, like, are you getting better by adding these teams? Right. So, so it, I think it's a valid point. I mean, the, the Pac-12 now, as of starting next year, I'm sure something will change. It's Oregon State, Washington State, Cal, and Stanford. That's it. Four schools. I think the Big Ten now has 18 schools. The Big 12 has 16. Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, they're all now in the Big 12. But that's another thing. It, it, it's but no let different. Let me tell you something, Andy Ruther. <laughs> let me tell you something right now. If I was going to battle, it doesn't matter how many troops I have. If I have some beavers and I have some cougars and I have some bears and they're all hiding behind a big tree, we're going to win. What does he think of this? I mean, that's what's crazy is that I just want to remind everybody. It's called the Conference of Champions, the Pac-12. The Pac-12 has the most national titles across sports in any other conference in the history. Right. So, like... I know it hasn't been as good in football and basketball in the last like 10 years, but the argument is overall, when you talk swimming and volleyball and all that, like I saw someone make a great point. They're like UCLA and USC have like great, like sand volleyball teams. Right. How's that? How's that play out against again, Rutgers? Right. Well, I mean the, 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 the truth is they don't give a fuck. That no, doesn't make don't. them any money. But I would say that this is it's another one of those kind of like short term financial decisions instead of long term financial decisions. Like if you're UCLA or USC, what you're doing is an Oregon, for that matter, is you're going after money right now instead of potentially building instead of like leaning into the pack. 12 and being like we build this and then we take our angle and this is how we make this like people always say oh west coast biased east coast biased all that shit it's like think about how turning the pack 12 like in in the in the modern day niche marketing you know what i mean there are things that exist that people don't even know about that are bigger than anything you could possibly imagine you know my, if I asked my mom, like, who are the top five comedians in the world today? If I said, who's the top 10? If I asked her the top 100, she'd never say Matt Reif. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But Matt Reif is about to be the biggest star in comedy, if he's not already. Like, he's massive because he exists in his own niche. You would think that UCLA and USC would be like, we need to make everything about being West well, Coast. It's all- it's all about TV deals, right? So like right, the Pac-12 but, signed a shitty one. The right. Big Ten signed a good one. But that's bad. That's bad strategy by the Pac-12, right? And so then teams escape. And and it's like, it, it seems like a very short-term decision because what it feels like it's doing is it feels like it's polluting all, like, it, you know, in the short term, you're going to make more money. But in the long term, people are going to care less and less about college sports. Well, and that's that's a great point. And that's my point. My, my point is, like, when you take away rivalry, like proximity rivalry, you lose interest. They, 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 
what they're doing, guys, is unprecedented for sport. I'm just going to say across professional, non-professional, across sport. When you, it, it'd be like taking away a Yankees Red Sox rivalry, right. uh, Packers Bears, a Giants Eagles. The reason those rivalries are so much fun is because you're near each other. You right. can hop on a train, you can hop in the car. When you take away those rivalries, just like you said, interest will be, it'll be lost. It'll yeah. straight up be lost. Now, cool. Ohio State gets to play U- USC. Like, that's fun. It's fun, but. Not when Ohio State. No one cares. Yeah. Also, it's you know when it was super fun in the Rose Bowl. True. I mean, you also get all those bad games with 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 zero history. Now, I don't go bananas over an Ohio or a USC Oregon State game. At least there's something there. But like, think about being. In L.A. when we were in our like I was in my early 30s when I moved to L.A. Like I didn't really give a shit about college sports already. But you go out to the bar, you go out to Brennan's on like a Saturday night and, you know, USC. Stanford or whatever's on and it's starting at like seven o'clock primetime. You're like, wow, this is fucking cool, man. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, I mean, you're watching Andrew Luck go against Mark Sanchez. Like, th- there's something there. Yeah, there's nothing there when USC is playing Illinois or Purdue. Like, w- w- taking away rivalry, close rivalries as far as distance, and it pollu- it pollutes even the like, even the conferences that they're joining. Like, it makes Northwestern. Illinois or whatever, less fucking like matter less. A hundred percent. It makes Indiana, whoever the fuck, you know, Indiana Purdue, that much less. It makes Michigan, Michigan State, that much less. Because suddenly, what? Suddenly, you're in the Big Ten, and if you're whatever, like, if you're Michigan State, for example, suddenly playing Michigan and playing uh, Ohio State. That's not your season. Like you also are like fuck. UCLA and it's like U- USC, Oregon. Well, I know. And 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 again, the same goes for the Big Twelve. Like, what are these weird rivalries? But then we do these things too. Like I was joking about when we first started talking about. It. It's like now they're going to split them into sides, and you're not going to play everybody in your conference because you can't because you don't have time. So we're going to go an East and a West, or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's just funny to think like the Big 12 now you have Arizona is going to be coming to play Cincinnati in West Virginia. Like, I just assume the Big 10 will have that, right? That Does it already have that? Does it already have sides? Yeah, I think there's East, there's East and West. So there's there's literally potential for like a Michigan and a USC or an Ohio State and a USC to not even play. In until conference, a conference, conference championship game, yeah, which is essentially the Rose Bowl, yeah, basically. And, and, and again, I know I said this last episode, like guys, these are the university presidents making these decisions. This is—I wish I could care less about college sports, but I don't think I can. Well, I, I just—I I find, I, like I said last episode, we're not going. I don't even think any of us can predict where college sports or the level of interest it'll be at in five years. 
because these universities don't give a shit about academics. They don't. They give no shits about academics because these are all decisions to get TV money, which like you said, in my head, I'm saying, try to just get more money from donors. Like there's other ways to raise money. I don't know, man. That's why I love professional sports. The, the, the idea of like, I mean, I mean, that's why I always laugh. Like we talk about it, right? Joe, the old baseball alignment, like the fact that the reds and the Dodgers used to be big rivals is kind of funny. Now I'm like dude, the reds and the right. Dodgers were in the West five hour flight. They were, they were big rivals for all those years. And I remember that growing up. It's silly now because they're not near each other. Yeah. But that, that's literally what that's actually I never thought about that. That's what they're going back to. They're going. Yeah. They're doing the opposite. Baseball is like, oh. And then there was talking baseball for a minute of being like, why don't we fucking like take this up? Like, why don't we? Why isn't it Mets, Yankees, Red Sox, Phillies? Like, why don't we just go like super region? Like, yeah. Super regionally rivals. Um, and then it, the reason they didn't do that is the same reason that like everybody is saying, oh, they shouldn't do this in college football, which is like, there's still something about Mets can't play the Red Sox till the world series or the Yankees till the world series. There's, there's still something about, you know, the leagues. Um, but I mean, baseball essentially learned that, you know, I mean, when did they go to the wild card and when did they go to fucking the, like 95 or something like that? 95 is when they added a third division. Yeah. The central. And they realigned and they were like, we're, it's like, it's going to be hyper regional. Yeah. The Braves who are on the East coast will no longer be in the West. Yeah. The Reds who are maybe fraudulently in the Eastern time zone <laughs> will no longer be in the West. Having all of their games start at 10 PM <laughs> where it's weirdly still sunlight. But just for a minute, that's crazy to think, by the way, when you were a kid, like a lot of your games were 10 p.m. games. They were. I mean, it, 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 it really is nuts to think. Like. Back then. So so they actually went to it in uh, in, in 94. But yeah, no, it's it's. I mean, I mean, look at this. Look at the divisions in '93. The Reds division, the NL West was Braves, Giants, Astros, Dodgers, Reds, Rockies, Padres. Yeah. Now the East made a lot more sense, minus St. Louis. It is nuts, man. Yeah, college college sports is just completely backwards. So I don't fucking know, but it'll make me care less. You said it couldn't make you care less. This will make you care less. No, I mean, I, I, it's hard for me to care less, but like, they're really, they're really testing that theory. Yeah. No, I know. Uh, speaking of, I now care as much about all of the conferences and all of the teams, the same amount as I cared about Vanderbilt football when Jay Cutler was there. And that is to say, I don't care. Well, speaking of a little, little Vandy, little SEC talk, 
December 16th, New Orleans. That's right. 1,000th episode. 1,000th episode of the Dirty Sports Podcast. I uh, We will have tickets available on the Comedy House New Orleans site very soon. I've just got to send them copy about the Dirty Sports 1,000th episode. So they can put that up on their website. I've just been in New York. Busy. Uh, but fly back to L.A. tonight. And uh, tickets should be available on their website soon. But just know that is 100% happening. Uh, I would say, barring some sort of natural disaster. Um, December 16th, Comedy House, New Orleans. It'll be a 3 p.m. podcast with a little break. So we could all get a little get a little saucy. Uh, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. comedy shows. Next day, get up and uh, head to Giants at Saints. And Andy, the last time I was there, my good friend uh, from high school, Jamie Irish, who lives down there, we got up in the morning on Sunday and we rode his bike. We rode a tandem bike from his house, very New Orleans. Two guys on a tandem bike. I actually made a video. Two guys on a tandem bike. We might kiss. Um, two guys, tandem bike. We rode down. There was a barbecue joint that was basically in the shadow of the Superdome. Real good barbecue. They had like a whole outdoor area. I was like, dirty sports barbecue tailgate? Mm, I like that. I like so that. I believe there's a couple Reddit posts devoted to it. Hop in there. Post. Your thoughts on New Orleans? You going to be there? Come to the comedy show? Come to the podcast? Come to the game? Sunday morning barbecue tailgate? What else do we need to see? What's your travel plans? Where are you coming from? Put it all in there. Links up soon. You have my word. Can't wait. It's going to be so fun. Well, let's, you know, let's let's hear from the dirt balls. Let's get a couple calls in and then we'll uh we'll keep it tight today. <laughs> keep it I, I know I know we're beating a dead horse here. Beat the dead bush. That's what I meant. But I'm just going to play it. More T-Swift. No, <laughs> no. Why are you doing this? Greg from Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, not to harp on this anymore, but I just kind of had to vent her, her rant real quick. But my girlfriend went to a, a bracelet-making party. For a Taylor Swift concert, apparently they trade beads and shit. Yeah, they all like got kits from Amazon and like drank wine and made fucking anklets and bracelets together and stuff like that. Just thought it was super fucking weird. Just wanted to call him. You don't even have to play this call. I oh, just kind I of did. wanted to <laughs> tell you guys about it. But if you do, Joe, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Condoms are for uh, Kirk Cousins. Bye. So, so here's the thing on, on obviously this, we've had a lot, we have a few of these calls, uh, as far as the Taylor Swift bracelet parties and listening parties. Yeah. Joe, I know you can't stand her, but you have to give her credit. She, she, the business model to brainwash all these, all these women. Yeah. No, listen, the, the business model listen, is amazing. Listen, I can think that David Koresh was mentally ill and a terrible person and a rapist and essentially in the end a murderer but you know you can't 
discredit his his riz. You know what I mean? You can't discredit that he got a whole bunch of people to burn themselves to death in a house and let him fuck their children. Like it, it is impressive. Being a cult leader is impressive, but that is what it is. Imagine that they all went on Amazon and bought kits and then went there and made their own. Like, like that is cultish behavior. We're all going to go and sew our cult clothes. Like that's it's cult behavior. Here's a fun thing that Pete, Sistaro made me realize while I was in Atlantic City this weekend, and it made me laugh when he pointed it out. But obviously, I have the now infamous Taylor Swift bit. And the Taylor Swift bit that I do is all triggered by one joke. And then the reaction to that joke, I always use the reaction to get into the bit. Um, but uh, I usually, usually when I do the joke, it gets a couple groans, and I ask if there's any Swifties there. And if there are, you know, that that gives me all the the energy I need to like get into the bit and really dive in on them. And then the second show on Saturday, I asked and essentially everybody laughed at the first joke. No groans, no Swifties. And I was like, all right, cool. I don't have to do the other part. And I just kept going. And Pete was like, dude, you are a fascinating. Man. He's like, you only do it if there are Swifties to piss off. Mm-hmm. He's like, you don't want an audience of people. That will agree with you. I'm like, oh, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I only like it. It gives me no pleasure. To speak. to. This is the difference between me and Taylor Swift. It gives me no pleasure to speak to only like minded individuals who are in my cult. I like to fucking speak to people. That are that are opposite me and really try to change their opinions. Meanwhile, Taylor Swift only performs for brainwashed idiots. But she, that's all, that's what I'm saying. She created that. Yeah. I am not denying that she is, she is a, listen, she has, is as great a cult leader as she is a terrible fucking person. It's insane. Imagine weaponizing feminism so that you can sell water bottles. $25 for $25. Are you a woman? Are you a woman? Are you a strong woman? Do you think that you're equal to men? Do you think you're even stronger than men? Yes. Then give me $25 for water. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. It, you know what it is? It's, it's like, uh, it's like a mega church leader. Yeah. Oh, it's exactly the same. Using using God and you know good causes and social justice and all this stuff, while you live on a ten million dollar house and you have yachts, where, where, when you're literally the number one celebrity wasting fossil fuels, not number two, not number two, number two, number one, number one waster of fossil fuels for personal travel. So last episode, but she gave 0.0001% of her tour earnings to her tour, tour bus driver. So to her truck driver. So she's a great person. Is that what it was? Yeah. Was I bought Kyle Aronofsky a shot in Atlantic city the other day, which is more of my fucking tour earnings than she spent giving her tour bus drivers a fucking bonus. I'm not a fucking God. 
So last episode, we kind of went down a rabbit hole with Tractor Ted and Miss Rachel. And oh, boy. I'm so glad we got a call about this. Well, this one's about Blippy. Are you familiar with Blippy? I don't know who Blippy is. Blippy will be when the kids get older. Okay. Blippy's huge. Like, Blippy, I've known Blippy for a few years. Blippy at this point. Let's see here. Let's let's go on YouTube. Blippy has let's see how many subscribers Blippy has. But Blippy this way. Blippy has it's kind of coldish too. Blippy has his own what toy line at Target. Oh my god. So I just put on Blippy. And uh, this is just Blippy songs on YouTube. And this is one point. Is this his channel? 1.33 million subscribers. But in the in the cover photo, he has Miss Rachel with him. So it looks like they're doing some collabs. Collab. So so Blippy, I would have thought he had more. Is, is this his only channel? Anyway, it looks like Blippy has a ton. Anyway, I knew how big Blippy was. Again, his own. Oh, yeah, that's not his main. Dude, that's his side channel. Right. His educational for kids channel. That was just his side one, 1.3 million. His educational videos won 18.3 million. Wow. And just four days ago, Miss Rachel and Blippi seeing wheels on the bus. You, 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 you get it. Yeah. I get it. I did not know about this about Blippi. It's kind of tough to decipher the call, but wait until you hear this little thing about Blippi. Hey, Dylan number one dirt baller from South Bend, Indiana, Stephen Thurber calling. Uh, so you guys are talking about uh, Miss Rachel, Lippy and all that. And, but uh, when we had our uh, son and he was watching all that, he was watching Lippy. He, uh, he loved it, but it wasn't until my brother-in-law showed me a video that had surfaced of Lippy and his friend pooping on each other. What? And it was really fucking weird. And it just kind of, I mean, it was years and years ago, but still, that's a little weird. Now you're doing stuff with kids. I don't know. A little out of, a little out of here, if I did it. Anyway, guys, stay dirty. Bro. Dude, this is nuts. So, there's a video. Of him actually pooping on somebody? Oh, I watched it. I had to find it. It's disgusting. There's a video from 2013 of Blippy. Is this before he's Blippy? Yeah. Okay. Getting shot on by his friend. Get shit on. Get shit on. So... They called it a... Con like, it's not sexual. It's so weird, though. They called it a comedy bit. It's like, did you want to be a jackass guy or something? And he, I forget if it's him or the other guy. I don't know who's shitting on who. They literally were, I don't, do you remember? And I don't really remember this. The Harlem Shake thing going crazy. Of course. 2013. Of course. So they were trying to do a Harlem Shake poop. Oh, okay. So Blippi's wearing a tank top, sunglasses. They're, dude, they're all naked. 
in a bicycle helmet and he shrugs. They do the shake. And then his buddy shits all over him in the toilet, like in the bathroom. Shit, shit on. <laughs> so there, there's a there's an article. This is from 2019 titled Kids YouTube Star Blippy Regrets the Viral Video, which oh, he yeah, poops I mean, all I over his friend. Just getting shit on. Forget the viral video portion of it. Yeah, so Blippy was doing the pooping. Oh. Oh, Blippi. before he was Blippy, he was Steezy Grossman and he pooped on his friend. <laughs> <laughs> and my sick ass had to watch it last night. I was like, I need to see that this happened, bro. Before she was Miss Rachel, she was Ms. Rachel <laughs> running a underground brothel in New York's Chinatown. I mean, like, I don't know how I feel about it. like, like, dude, your toys are in Target. Like, that's one of the here's what's crazy about like people getting canceled or all that stuff. Like, I, I would argue how much there's a video of you shitting all over somebody. And everybody's like, yeah, but he does good, good kids videos. I'm just saying, like, somebody might have their stuff taken down or lose sponsorship for maybe saying the wrong thing. Do, do you see my point? Yeah. It's just crazy that like, Hey, it's cool. Blippy took a shit. Are you, are you trying to watch the video right now? Is that what you're doing? I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> it, is it, is it findable? Yeah. I. Did I, did something happen to me? Am I the only one still on? Guys, can you comment in here? Am I the only one still on or am I gone? Because I feel like Andy is gone. I could be wrong. Did Andy leave the studio? Oh, it's just me. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Joe Prano podcast featuring Joe Prano and not Andy Ruther. I'm about to watch Blippi, who I'm just finding out about now. Uh, Harlem Shake poop on somebody. Thank you, Corbin, by the way, for letting me know. What kind of sick? Um, I mean, oh, um, Andy's I, back. I accidentally, accidentally. Or, or, or was it, it kicked you off because you couldn't pull up the poop video. That's why I did. I was like, why did it just kick me off? Yeah, don't do that. Don't pull up poop videos. I just pulled it up, though, and it turns out um, Blippi was living in Savage Town. Did you see that bathroom? <laughs> just just fucking fight club lighting. <sighs> yeah, so anyway, you learn a lot. Appreciate you uh, give me a little. Heads up on that before she tries to get into Blippi. I'm like, eh, I don't know about this guy. Yeah. I'm not so sure about this guy. I mean, dad's pooped in a washing machine. That's pretty bad. But not on his friends on the internet. No, no, exactly. Anyway, if you guys have any fun. Oh, my God. I just, apparently it was playing, and then I just opened my phone again, and it's happening. 
That's horrific. I told you. And that's real. I I told you. That's ridiculous. It's, it's nuts, man. Now, Miss Rachel, I'd watch her poop on somebody. Now, if anybody has any, if anybody has any inside info on t- Tractor Ted, anything he's been up to, Tractor Ted's not real. Tractor Ted's not an actual person. I Tractor know. Ted's just an AI British man that they set to B-roll. Give us a ring three one zero three five nine eight three six five. Before he was Tractor Ted, he was an AI voice that used to do voiceovers of guys pooping on each other. <laughs> Here you can see a, me- a fellow named Blippy. Blippy pulling up as as if he's an excavator, and now he's about to dump truck all over his friend Tommy. Unbelievable! All right, let's much go. like a concrete mixes. Concrete is very wet if you don't mix it enough. Jeez. Blippy's poo is also soft concrete consistency. Kids. Don't try to set portraits of your hand in Blippi's poop. Ugh. All right. You guys can follow us on social, the Dirty Sports. JoePrano.com for shows. Uh, be in Colorado next week. I've got a bunch of shows in L.A. this week. Tuesday, the Hollywood Improv. Thursday and Friday, Westside Comedy Theater. Week after, Colorado. We have uh, Las Vegas coming up end of October. We've got Alaska in November. We've got other shows always being added to the list. We've got New Orleans in December. JoePrano.com. Joe, at JoePrano on all social media. Post all my shows on Instagram. Just posted a couple of TikToks this past week. Uh, just posted a dirty sports TikTok yesterday. Check it out. Yeah, I'll have to check it out too. Get on my phone. All right, guys. That is our show. Don't go pooping on your friends. Have a great week. And as always, stay dirty.